with nine with Fox's nine one one universe, the emergency is always on fire. Sometimes, literally, here at Dispatching the One Eighteen, we want to take a slower, more careful approach. Look at every detail with the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Mateo, who, by the way, was completely absent from this episode. But more on that later. <laughs> Let's just get past the fact that we suck at this. <laughs> I literally, I just, I keep wanting to laugh because I just, I think about the episode and it just, I have to laugh. Because otherwise we'd be crying. Literally. <laughs> um, I think we should do Lone Star first because I think we have more feelings about 911. We do have more feelings about 911. So let's start with Lone Star. Um, and also okay. those of our Lone Star fans that have gotten used to just Lone Star over the last few weeks, you guys can know when to check out. So because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do know some of our listeners are only Lone Star fans. So it's like, you'll know when to check out instead of having to like yeah. try and figure out when to check in. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So Lone Star. Um <laughs> As I started my review, my review literally started with when will the show realize that Owen Strand is not the draw it thinks it is? <laughs> I just, I, I spent, <clears throat> I, I have, as I said a few weeks ago, I have stopped reviewing 911 Lone Star for spoiler TV because um, I couldn't, I just couldn't fucking do it. Um, but all of season two, I spent reviewing it. And um, if you go back and you look at my reviews from season two, almost every one of them is like too much Owen. We need to have less Owen. Like there's Owen is like a shitty main character, whatever. Every single one of them from season two. And I'm like, how is this still happening? How are we still? How is Because just, Rob Lowe is a producer on the show and he gets to make decisions. Angela Bassett's a producer and fucking Athena gets shit line storylines. Well, she gets better storylines on her original show than she does on her guest appearance on Lone Star. So, all right, all right. One of my other things that this actually brings me to the biggest issue I had in my review, which is Owen's storyline made all of the characters of color look like they're just there for the diversity points. Absolutely. And it was made even more so, uh, more painfully aware when the writers decided that of all the characters and of all the lines that could be said about the suspect in question for the Owen storyline, Mateo screams that he's a terrorist in the middle of a crowd of people and I'm like okay so you're gonna have the person of color that's on the scene racially profile somebody else and call them a terrorist <laughs> great job writers great job yeah it was such a weird it, it was such a weird thing to say too because I feel like mm -hmm. and not of course like people who send things like anthrax are are terrorists you know that's their whole point mm -hmm. but I feel like when when something like that situation happens it's so different from like a bomb so my my first thought isn't like terrorist right. you know like it's like that's not where my mind goes to so the fact that he his first thought was to be like he's a terrorist like it was jarring a little bit I think to go from like oh we have this storyline where we're worried about Catherine and whatever and then are we really worried about Catherine though well, right. We're supposed to be worried about Catherine. And then it was all of a sudden, like, you know, he's a terrorist. And it was like, it becomes so much different when you have somebody in a category of terrorist on a show like this. It just, it was a weird, it definitely gave the rest of the episode a weird feeling. Not only that, it was just super over the top. Like everything about that was like over the top. I'm like, he's just some kid who delivered a package and like, it's yeah. not like, it's not like they're in a chaotic situation. He was literally just standing there with coffee and Mateo could have quietly walked up to the people that had stopped him because he was trying to go in and said, yeah. Hey guys, he's the guy we're looking for. And it would it, have been so much different. It was just really fucking weird. It was really <laughs> weird and really unnecessary and it didn't, didn't need to happen. 
also why did this storyline have to go? I would have been okay with the storyline going on for as long as it did if it had been some kind of biochemical weapon. If it had yes. actually resulted in some biochemical thing and then that turned into a longer storyline for the rest, like that would go throughout the rest of the season and like deal with the whole toxic person message things, whatever, like whatever. I'll get to that in a minute. But if it had been something other than cornstarch, I would not have been as frustrated as I am with how much time we spent on this storyline. Exactly. And it was so much time. Also, so much time. I, I don't know. Am I just weird or wouldn't you have like kind of realized it was cornstarch? Because doesn't cornstarch have a different consistency than anything else? Like Hello. when I touch cornstarch, it's creates a film of white on my finger like it's not it's very like, obviously cornstarch right exactly <laughs> guys guys no, this was so fucked and then I think that my least 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 favorite part of this whole storyline was that you know because if we start like in a bar with with Catherine and Owen and Owen ends up punching somebody for really I want to say no good reason, but I do understand why he did it. I don't understand with him doing it because Catherine said, I don't need you to save me. I don't, you know, back off, whatever. And what made me really upset was that they had her be like, oh, I'm sorry. I said that. Like, it's nice having you look out for me. Like, sure. You can have somebody look out for you without physically harming somebody else. Like it just, the fact that they made her take that back was like Mm -hmm. really a disservice to the character, I think. It really made her a character that I didn't like. I was very angry about it. I was like, no, girl, do not take that back. Do not let him win this one. He does not deserve any more ego boosts in his life. That man doesn't need an ego boost. He does not need to be told, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said no to you. Like, no. Yeah. Like, it, it, it honestly makes it very toxic. It makes yes. the relationship extremely toxic because it makes it seem like Owen will always get his way and Owen yes. can do whatever he wants because in the name of treating a woman right, which again, I do appreciate that Paul and Tommy both kind of like judged him on this because they're like, for someone who says he's so progressive, you are very traditional about this situation. And Owen's like, well, I mean... And, and, and Tommy kind of said, well, some traditions are okay, which I agree. Like things like flowers and chocolates, like that's totally okay. But like, yeah, treating a woman like a damsel in distress that needs a man to come and save her is so antiquated. And I'm glad that Paul called him out on it because I'm like, he needed to be called out on it, especially after they had her backtrack on it. So it's just like, there's so much toxicity to that entire situation. And that whole, that whole conversation between Owen and Paul and um, I want to say Gina, but her real name is Gina. Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Like that whole conversation just felt like it, it was icky. It made me feel icky with the way that Owen was talking about it. I was like, this is very like coded misogynistic. Yes. Like I, I really didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I, I was literally writing notes as I was watching the episodes because that's how I do it. I write notes. Um, I used to live tweet, but now I'm like, I'm not giving them the satisfaction of them knowing that I'm watching this episode. I mean, yes, they're going to know because <laughs> I write a review. But like, yeah. I just in my head, I'm like, I am not going to tweet about this in a positive way in any shape or form. Like, I'm not going to congratulate them on something they do good on Twitter where everyone can see it. No, 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 no. I was like, so I write notes as I'm watching and I wrote down, why does Owen have so much machismo about this relationship? (laughs) It's weird. It's so fucking weird. And also, and so like, I'm watching with my roommate and, and her and I had differing opinions about it. She's like, I don't know. She goes, I'm fine with him punching her. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. What? And she goes, well, the guy was like being rude while they were on a date. And I'm like, okay. First of all, they aren't even dating. Like, this is like their second date. It's not really a relationship yet. I said, you can't say that he was defending the relationship because it's not a relationship yet. (laughs) See, I think that was so weird that it was like, you're not my boyfriend. Like, we're not like, I was just like, why? Like, why? (laughs) Why? This is so like, you guys have 
this is so weird. Why? Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like we spent ages on these two as a couple. Like, how are you not even calling yourselves fucking boyfriend and girlfriend yet? I was just like, what is happening? The other issue <laughs> I had with them spending so much time on this was that they promoted this episode as being Carlos and Grace, Grace. teaming up on a case and bringing Athena into it. So I'm like, oh, so I was thinking, oh, we're going to have a good, uh, I was thinking, okay, how are we going to bring Athena in on this? Like, that's going to be weird, but like, I'll take it, like, whatever. Like, we'll get to see Carlos and Athena work together and we'll see Carlos and Grace build their relationship. It got relegated to like five, 10 minutes at the beginning and five, 10 minutes at the end. And I'm like, where is it? (laughs) I was upset like and and that's not to say the thing is is that they have like a great storyline like I really Mm -hmm. like what they did with them I think Mm -hmm. that if they work together great I think they bounced off each other really well um but they like you said it was it was too rushed it was you know 10 minutes in the middle of all of the Owen stuff or bracketing all of the Owen stuff which made it a little less legitimate and it just like it, it made me upset because they they deserve better. Like, those I, characters deserve better. I was hoping that when Grace came over to tell him it wasn't his fault, that they were going to kind of dive a little bit into the whole trauma of it all and that they both experienced the same trauma. But, like, they didn't. And I'm just like, okay, not that I like giving kudos to 911 original oh, all yeah. that often, but they at least deal with trauma decently well. Mm, I say decently because <laughs> this last episode we're, we're going to get in there. In the mo- <laughs> but for the most part, like they tend to at least talk about mental health with these first responders. And yes. Lone Star has totally thrown it out the window. They're like, yeah, that's not important. 100%. No, no, it is very important. Like... I don't know. And I just, I wanted more. I just wanted more. I wanted a bit more of it. I wanted to see them actually like go through their process of investigating everything. I wanted the Athena part to not just be a phone call. Like I was like, I get it. But also why did you hype it up that Athena was going to join the episode and it just be her on the phone? See, that's the thing though. I disagree. I don't think they hyped it up at all. They announced like two days before the episode that Angela Bassett was going to be in it. Oh, no, no, no. There were no promotional pictures. There weren't promotional pictures, but they talked about it much more before two days. Did they? Yeah. If you pay attention to like social media, it was talked about. (laughs) I follow 911 Lone Star. I know, but like it was in like, they dropped tidbits of it into like things about the episode, like throughout like the week or so before it came out it was more than two days it wasn't much more than two days but it was more than two days well they also like they also put it into the trailer so I'm like that to me feels like it was supposed to be a big deal because I'm like you wouldn't mention it in the trailer if it's not gonna be something and I was just like it was on the phone though I will say Grace telling that guy it's God's plan was like so fantastic Oh my God. I love her. <laughs> and I, I literally like, I said, cause when we got the original crossover, what last year, mm-hmm. whenever when we got the original crossover, I was like, Oh my God, like Athena and Grace and Tommy would get along so well. They would have so much fun together. And I am, I just like, Oh, I was so right. I was so right. Mm-hmm. Cause Athena I, was like, oh that's a great response like you know she was like yeah <laughs> yeah she was like oh I like you like <laughs> yeah you do yeah um also someone tweeted this on Twitter at, oh, obviously I, sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway but someone tweeted on tweeted this about um the scene with TK and Carlos in their apartment and they're like gays why do you have to have a punching bag in your living room and I'm like oh my god (laughs) why (laughs) it's such a gay man thing but I'm just like I don't understand it (laughs) I can't I just 
I, I do appreciate though, I will say, and like you said, not to give like Lone Star kudos, but I do appreciate how TK sort of fell into the background in this. Like he was, you know, you could see during the scene, he was keeping an eye on, on Carlos. He was making sure he was okay. Like, mm-hmm. but he wasn't involved. He was, he let, he let um, Grace have the reins of it. And that was oh, like yeah. really nice to see. It was nice. Also- it was healthy. Also, it was, it was very, it was hilarious hearing all his snide comments in the background. Like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> like, he was like, he was like, okay, you done? You done, Rage Machine? He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, the door. Do you want to go get the door? Like, it's just like, oh my God, you guys are so domestic. It's hilarious. Um, but also him making the salad in the background. I'm like, you love your man. You're making him a salad. I, was just I like, love You're him. So I love them so much. I do. Sometimes I do. You, too. I love them when you take yourself out of the fandom of it all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because if you're in the fandom of it all, it's very intense. And they're like, we need more Tarlos. We need this from Tarlos. We need this from Tarlos. And I'm just like, mm. um, I am a bit concerned for next week, though, because it does appear that Carlos gets hurt. And I'm wondering if it's because this stalker sheriff guy that goes after Owen possibly goes after TK because he's important to Owen. And so like maybe Carlos and somebody said this, they're like, I bet you Carlos will try to defend TK and like keep him safe. And it's just like, but there's a picture of him laying on the ground and it's clear that he's like either passed out or like been hurt or hit or something. Yeah. Like, ah! Down for the count. Down. Yeah. <laughs> but also apparently in episode 13 because ronan and roth have been going off about episode 13 so apparently it's going to be good um which is two episodes from now right because we're on 11 right yeah so not next week but the week after apparently that episode it dives into carl um tk's addiction and how carlos is living with that and I'm like, that's going to be a decent episode if they do it right. <laughs> I'm, I, at this point, I fucking, I hate when shows drop storylines. I hate it. I think it is so, it just, it's like so cheap for them to do. I wish that they would completely forget that TK was an addict because none of these fucking <laughs> people know how to write about addiction. And I mean, no disrespect towards like because I know that there are some some writers on the staff who like are sober and stuff but like guys stop (laughs) just stop it's not good well okay speaking of drop storylines this is something that popped in my head as I was watching the episode and I actually put it into my review on the like the stray thoughts section at the bottom where we see Judd singing Itsy Bitsy Spider to Charlie, which again was super fucking cute. And I love Judd for it. But then I was like, where's his son? Whatever happened to the son? Like, are we ever going to hear about the son again? Is he just gone? He just disappeared. No, he did just his like three episodes. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that Grace's dad like had that whole cheating thing. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk about Let's talk about, because we've had now, we've had a few um, of those, you know, last minute shocks in this show that make mm-hmm. me personally laugh. This, this one, one was this no one, different. This one made me die of laughter. I am not kidding. You know why? Okay. So I am a through and through diehard fan of The Godfather. And anytime a show tries to like do that whole dead horse in the bed kind of thing but with a different animal or even a horse or whatever and make them an offer they can't refuse or some kind of reference to godfather i find it hilarious because i'm like none of you live up to godfather like none of you can live up to the original the dead pig with the blood all over the bed is no different like Also, who who mutilates a pig in a bed and writes with the blood, toxic, whatever the fuck it said. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to remember what it said and I can't remember, but I just remember seeing it. It said toxic, but I can't remember what the second word was. 
I saw like um uh because you know how the Twitter will tweet like clips, tiny clips that are almost gifts but a little longer. Mm-hmm. They'll do that like during the episode. So yes. they tweeted before I was able to watch it, they tweeted that of Owen like seeing what it was. So once we got to the end of the episode, I was like, oh, it's gonna be some crazy, stupid shit. And they and show it, was. it. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is like we've seen a lot of unbelievable things on Lone Star. This I, yeah. I beg your pardon. I just how did this happen? How did I'm trying this happen? to find a shot of it? Damn, I can't <laughs> find a freaking shot. Of it. I need to know what those words were on the wall. I know. Well, oh let me God. see if Lone Star. I... In the meantime, if Lone Star has tweeted anything. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "What is going on right now?" Like it was absolutely ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. Did it say like toxic pig? Oh, it says toxic pig. (laughs) I'm watching the clip of it. But like, listen, this is one. If it wasn't so funny, uh, if you were to stare at the pig long enough, it'd be terrifying. But it's hilarious that there's a pig in his bed. Like, (laughs) yeah. And I'm trying. So I was like, oh, it's that guy. And, And Karen and my roommate, Karen, was like, what guy like who and I'm like I don't know why I recognize him but I feel like he was a character on this show at some point in the like past I was like because his face looks so familiar the stalker dude like they show him in the in the clip for next week and I'm like he looks so familiar and I'm just like I can't think of who he is and I was like I feel like he was on the show at one point which is why he knows about Owen I would imagine that's what happened you know what I mean See, I haven't seen the promo. So when you said, like, when they showed him, I thought you meant that there was, like, a part at the end of the episode where they, like, oh. handed him looking at them in the window. And I was like, did I just not watch the entire episode? <laughs> All right. That's You're what- welcome. <laughs> I love making you confused. <laughs> I just, it was like, what? Plus, like, I <laughs> the choice to go with Toxic Pig when Owen is a firefighter is certainly a choice (laughs) right because it's one thing if he'd been a cop but the funny thing is is that the stalker is a sheriff slash cop so it's like are you making fun of yourself (laughs) you're not (laughs) self-aware you're not self-aware all right well um what rating did you give lone star so that we can get on (laughs) 911 (laughs) oh lone star i would give honestly and i because i think that it was better than 911 I would give it a two, maybe two and a half. I gave it two and a half because I was like, it's a middle ground episode. It wasn't completely throwaway. It wasn't completely awful. There was some good aspects to it and there were some bad aspects to it. So I was like, it's in the middle. Um, All right. Well, if you are a Lone Star fan and a Lone Star fan only, you can stop listening right now because we are about to talk about 911. <laughs> so I'm going to preface this discussion with a discussion I had on Twitter today. Um, there was a person that tweeted out, I started following them because I normally don't follow fangirlies um, within the fandom just in general. Mm-hmm. But this person was saying a lot of the things I liked when with regards to that interview that came out over the weekend. Um, the dipshit um, interview. The dipshit interview with the new co-show runner. I don't even know her name and I don't care to know her name. Um, and they said that a lot of the things that I agreed with and they even like talked about my article. So I was like, oh, I'll follow this person. They seem what, you know, seem worthy of following. Um, and today they went on this tweet conversation about how this you have to remember that buck is has his own trauma and cheating is because of his trauma and like all this stuff and i'm just like okay first of all my issue with you i i agree he has trauma 
I do. And this is what I said to them. I was like, I agree. He has trauma. But I feel like if he really had trauma, there would have been some kind of signs written into the story before now, because it's been a while since his trauma. Like, yes, he's had Maddie and then the wait, but Eddie's not important to him. Not like that. They're just friends. But he has had the Eddie trauma in the last year or whatever. But I still feel like there's been way too much time without any kind of like distress from him in any way beyond him just taking uh, or him talking to a therapist, which is a plot point. So we know he has trauma because he talks to a therapist. Therefore, I feel like it's too much of a step back for him to do this cheating storyline and then them try to say it's trauma. Like, I understand trauma's messy, trauma's negative, trauma's not that great. I was like, it doesn't put a good taste in my mouth for how the show is going to handle trauma. Like, that's what I'm trying to say to this person. And they were just like, they kind of just stopped talking to me. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I, we all know how I feel about cheating storylines. <laughs> there are a lot of things in my life in real life and in fiction that I watch that I will deal with in a real life mm-hmm. relationship. One of my mm-hmm. like number one things is I will not date a smoker um, in terms of cigarettes. I don't give a shit about weed. I will not <laughs> date a smoker because I don't, I just, I don't fuck with that. I don't mm-hmm. like how much money is spent on it. I don't, I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. I it's not, I don't fuck with it. I would date somebody who smoked before I would get back together with somebody who cheated on me. Right. I like, it is just fucking despicable. It is the stupidest, most ridiculous, preventable thing to happen Mm -hmm. in relationships. And the fact that of all people, I don't give a shit about trauma. I don't give a shit about trauma. Like, I'm sorry. I, he's, he has trauma. Of course he does. Yep. When he had trauma, when he got, had a fire truck fall on his leg, he didn't cheat on anybody. This is bad writing. This is bad writing. When he had physical trauma that caused him months of rehab and then, and then months of regression with that rehab because he had a blood clot situation happen. He yep. went on a, let's try to get my entire squadron fired because they're not giving me my job back spree. Like he yeah. went on an anger spree towards the department. He didn't go out and try to find some woman and then cheat on that woman with somebody else. Like that's not what he did. And that's my thing is that I'm like, he has never shown <clears throat> in any kind of terrible decision that Buck has ever done. He has never shown that he would ever consciously cheat because he's been in relationships. Yes. He's jumped from one relationship to the next within an hour, but he's never cheated on somebody. And that just boils my blood so much. And I think that the thing about trauma is like you said, like most of his trauma comes like the reaction to it comes in the form of like rage and anger and actions related to that. He wasn't angry when he was like, when he cheated on her. I don't even remember the new girl's name. Carly? Lucy. Lucy. (laughs) Like he wasn't angry with her. They were like playing pool. They were like hanging out and laughing and having fun. Like he had no, he had a great call. He was on the Mm -hmm. news. Like there was nothing. He didn't even know that, that Eddie had arrived. Like he didn't even know that Eddie showed up because he didn't know about it till Ravi said something later on. Yes. He was like, oh, Eddie showed up. And Ravi's like, yeah, he was in the parking lot, but he didn't go in. And I'm like, it just, the fact that I don't think that it was trauma. I don't think that it was, you know, and I don't even think that it was the drinking because he wasn't that drunk when it first happened. No, but he wasn't that drunk. Watch, watch 911 try to blame it on the drinking. Well, they did. He, he said to him, like, I, I just, I drank too much. I had one too many shots or whatever. And it's like, no, you knew what you were doing. You were conscious of it. And then to make matters worse, you went to Hen, you talked about it thoroughly, what you did and how it happened and how you were going to fix it. And then you did absolutely nothing to fix it. Even right. like, even being like, oh, I'm never going to see her again. It doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter if you're never going to see that girl again. You cheated on your current girlfriend. You need right. to tell her. And the fact that Hen was like, no, don't tell her. She'll just get mad over nothing. It's not nothing. He cheated on her. Also, Hen, how dare you say that to him when you've been through your own cheating storyline and you know that not telling your partner makes things 10 times worse because your partner found out from a third party source. Like, it was, oh, I can't. I just, I, I, I don't want to like kind of beat this, but like to go back to people saying that it's trauma, he's in therapy. Therefore, yeah. his trauma should not be a thing that's really affecting his behavior right now. He has been in therapy for over a year and it's an active storyline. It's something we know about. He actively talks about it. So like in my head, technically he shouldn't be doing something as messy as that as a trauma response. No, He can do other little things as trauma responses. Hell, I have fucking trauma responses. Okay. I was emotionally abused my entire life. I have trauma responses, even though I've been to therapy, I still say sorry way too many times. I still make myself look small in a conversation because I don't want to feel like I'm being too much. Those are trauma responses that are totally normal and within the range of someone who's in therapy or has seeked out someone to like talk to about this. And Buck going way off the deep end, way further than 1.0 Buck would even go, is just such character assassination. Um, I let me just this isn't 911 involved. I just got the alert sent to my phone. Madeline Albright just passed away. Who's that? Well, that's she's the secretary of state. Oh, okay. I was like, the name sounds familiar, but like I was not connecting yeah. in my head who she was. Oh, she was sucks. the first female secretary of state. That is deeply upsetting. That's very um, upsetting. RIP. RIP, girl. Um, you were a I just wanted to say, because I was like, like, I, I, like, you were talking, and I just, I looked at my phone, and I could just, like, feel my jaw drop for, like, <laughs> five seconds. It did, and, and I was, I was like, just I like, sh- she's going to tell me later. <laughs> I was like, I should probably explain that. Um, but, okay, yeah, to go back to 911, just it they could have gone any other direction like they could have even even if like she like had flirted with him and he had kind of flirted back but not fully cheated I would have been like, fine that with that been the start that right. could have been the start and then maybe Taylor met her and was like hey we're dating or whatever but just the fact that immediately it happens was you know, it's funny Despicable. that you say that because Kat and I talked a little bit yesterday and then she was like, oh, let me save it for the podcast. RIP. Sorry, Kat, you can't come. Um, I know. But anyways, she was like, but she goes, there is such thing as feeling attraction for someone else while you're still in a relationship with a person. And she goes, they yeah. could have stopped at him being attracted to her and not let it go any further. And I would have been fine with that. And I'm like, I would have too, because a, he's not cheating. Emotional cheating is different. Like I don't have as much of an issue with emotional cheating because I feel like that's something you can't control. Like you can't control your attraction to somebody else and you feeling pulled to somebody else. But if you don't, if you let it fester into a situation that could turn into physical cheating, then that's when I have a problem. Yeah. But again, I said this also in my review is that the way they handled both of these new members of the team was despicable because you're trying to have us care about these characters, no matter how short of a time that they're supposed to be with this firehouse. And you start off with Jonah being called Monday by hen, which is totally out of character for her. And then to have Lucy cheated on with by buck before she joins the team and then joins the team as buck says i'm trying to be a better buck oh Oh, that line yes that line i knew it was gonna set you off because it set me off as well i literally i heard him say that and i deposit and i was like you have to be joking you have to be kidding right now 
The 911 writers, I'm sorry, I tweeted it. I'm going to say it straight to hell. They're going straight to fucking hell. They are not. Oh, I called them out in my review. I literally yeah. said they need to go and revisit Hen Begins because clearly they don't know what kind of person Hen is and how yes. non-petty and non-judgmental she is even when she hates you like she yes. absolutely hated her old captain but she never treated him like shit she just killed him with kindness and i'm like she exactly. would i was like i get it she's upset she misses chim but she would just grin and bear it and then maybe make a few comments every now and again to be like you know chim used to blah 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 like she wouldn't exactly. say it like well you're not chim oh, you can't handle an, an emergency. I'm like, bitch, that guy handled it better than Chim would have. Like, I yeah. guarantee you if Chim had seen that guy's um, femurs or whatever the hell happened with his legs, whatever the heck happened with his legs, like his knees come through his, or his legs come through his knees. If Chim had seen that, he would have gone over and puked and then come back. Yeah. And that guy was just like, all right, what do I got to do? What I got to do? Like, I'm just like, I kind of like this Jonah guy. I feel bad for him. <sighs> These writers just need to figure themselves out. Yes. <laughs> it's like, did you forget know, th- like the three months that you guys had off from having air episodes air? I know you guys were like filming and shit, but like, did you like somehow forget who these characters are? Cause like, this is like regression of five years for two very important characters. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I know it. Yep. What else? What else happened in 911? Oh! <laughs> 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 well, first of all, before we. Okay. So here's the thing I've kind of changed my tune a little bit about Josh. And because I went and rewatched the episode just because I was like, I need to like, I hate it, but like, I need to remind myself for like us recording. And so I went back and I rewatched it. And originally when you and I talked about this episode, I was very upset with, is his name Josh? Did I get that right? Okay. Josh, it just sounded weird. (laughs) I was upset with Josh because I was like, he didn't need to yell at Eddie. And then I was like, no, Eddie was being a whiny bitch. Like, oh, Eddie needed it. Eddie needed to be mm-hmm. yelled at. He was being a very pushy bitch. And I'm like, mm. but there was someone else that made the comment. They're like, so if Josh was like this to Eddie, why wasn't he like this to that dispatch lady in the first part of the season? And I'm like, I mean, one, you're not wrong. But two, she was a dispatch person. So it's different. Like Eddie yeah. is technically not dispatch. He's just the liaison. <laughs> and also he knew her. Right. Right. Josh was friends with that woman. Right. But. (laughs) I can never say that I understand where Eddie is coming from. I haven't been shot. I don't have a child, you know. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hit the line towards the end of the episode where he looks in Bobby's face and he's like, you have over a hundred bodies and you want to tell me. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, I could have committed murder. I am so proud of Bobby in that scene because he didn't back down from his decision. And yes. he also didn't punch him in the face, which I would have punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, you know that Bobby is thinking, oh, Jesus, here we go again. It's Buck 2.0. Like, you know, yes. that's what he's thinking because he's like, these two fucking idiots need to just fuck each other and yeah. get it over with so they stop fucking with the firehouse. Yes. Because that's all it really is. It's like they're angry at each other or whatever. But also, like, I can see why Bobby, di- Bobby didn't let him back. Like, he's being very wishy-washy. He's being oh, very absolutely. flip-floppy. And he's like, I don't need that in my house. And also, clearly, you have trauma. Like, he literally looked like he was dead on his feet. Yeah. Like, you yeah. think your boss is going to let you back on a fire truck when you look like that? Like, sir, you clearly have trauma going on that you need to deal with in order to be in the game and save people. And Bobby knows that because he's been there. He's been yes. at the bottom of his rope 
and with no way out. And he knows what that's like. So he's like, listen, I'm not going to let you fall as far as I did, you know, on the job. And it's just like, Bobby, this is the reason I gave this episode even any kind of rating because you were there. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Like Bobby saved it. (laughs) I, and, and I, I won't, I, not again, I don't like understand what he's, or I don't know what he's feeling, but I understand that Eddie is frustrated, that he feels, Mm -hmm. you know, he has this approval from his kid, you know, which he would have had if he just had a conversation with him. (laughs) And like, so he has this, 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 you know, from his kid saying, you know, I love that you're a firefighter. I'm proud of you, whatever. And just the fact that he wants to go back so quickly, I understand. He was reprimanded right. and he's embarrassed and he also, doesn't like being... He doesn't know anything else. Like, that's his life. Like, right. That's his exactly. identity. Like, yeah. he he's now a Twitter.com manager. <laughs> you know, it. he's he's going through it. I totally he's a, get he's, that. He's the firefighter Metro, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I even understand, like, his anger towards Bobby. I do get that. However... Mm-hmm. When you bring up something like that to somebody who has gone out on a limb for you more than once, Mm -hmm. like that's like, you're never, I'm never going to see Eddie the same way again. Just like, unfortunately, I'm never going to see Buck the same way again, because it was just two things that happened that like, didn't fully, like, he didn't need to say that line. Like he could have said anything else. Right. Anything else. We understand that his trauma response is anger because the yes. last time he was traumatized when his son almost died in that tsunami, what happened? He went and started doing street fighting. He gets yeah. angry. He gets, he gets physical. That's how, that's how Eddie responds to trauma. Buck is very similar. Buck and him yeah. are very similar. That's why they get along so well. That's why they mesh so well. They understand each other's trauma responses, but I agree the way he talked to Bobby, I'm like, I said in my review, I was like, I really hope he reaches out to Bobby again because Bobby can be that lifeline for him. But at the same time, I also feel like I hope Bobby is willing to catch him because Bobby has no reason to because he's basically just spit on him and said, I don't give a shit what you've been doing for me. Um, You're not giving me the answer I want. So I'm going to be a petulant child and storm out. And like, I get it. Like, again, we get it. We get that he's been through a lot. He's going through a lot. But it's just. I don't know. It was just so. I didn't. I didn't. And I am. I I saw you and I think Kat talking about this. um, How uh, essentially now it's I know that Buddy's never going to happen. I know that, you know, it. And I think that, I don't know if it was this episode that really sealed it for me or if it was just all of the stuff that happened with, um, oh my God, what's his real name? Ryan Guzman? Ryan Guzman. (laughs) If it was like all the stuff that happened with him or like this episode that really sealed it for me. But I was like, I don't even, like, I don't even ship them anymore. Like, I don't, I don't feel anything when they're in a room together well, I do not feel a thing so it's funny you say that so for me it was also it was a combination of that I think because I also don't really ship them anymore um I kind of started towards the beginning of this season not shipping them anymore but like this really sealed it um because I was like I still care about Buck I won't see him the same way but I still care about him um I will never be able to forgive him for what he's done in this episode Um, but I think the other thing that really sealed it for me was how the showrunners spoke of the LGBTQ community, um, with regards to this issue, so to speak with this show and the way that they're so dismissive and so closed off to the idea, like it's just heartbreaking and it's frustrating and, I'm so sorry that Kat can't be on the episode for what I'm about to say because she would totally get it. But it <laughs> feels like I'm back in 2014 Teen Wolf days with Steric because I have not been hurt by a queer bait situation like I was hurt 
by Steric as I am with Bud and Bucky, Buck and Eddie. I can't talk apparently. Um, and that's saying something because I've seen a lot of different queer baiting over the years. Like it's kind of something that I've kind of just gotten used to. I shouldn't get yeah. used to it, but it's just something that's always going to happen because yeah. they think that queer people being in the show implicitly would cause them so much more strife than if they just, you know, baited us and, you know, told us, uh, you can think it, but it's never going to happen. Um, but this Oh, I have is, a comment about that later. We'll circle this back. Is so hard and it's so heartbreaking for me. And I'm like, I used to really love this show. I really did. And I used to really love these characters and I loved Eddie and I loved Buck, but now I just look at them and I'm just like, go off and be your miserable selves. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm like genuinely I'm, I'm hoping for a cancellation for both of these shows. Cause it just, it does it. Like, I don't want people to be out of work. Don't get me wrong. That is right. completely awful. Oh, but, but you know, Tim I, Minear wants it to be the next law and order. Holy shit. Holy Anyways. shit. Real Moving quick, on. that interview with when Tim and Ear is like, oh, it's, I like, just let it go on for seasons and seasons. And Rob Lowe was like, this is like what network TV or broadcast television is going to be like. Sick in the head, both of them. Sick in the ass. They are no. cis white men. That is why they're sick in the head. Yeah. I was just like, like reading that, it, it was and I, I tweeted this as well, but like reading, thinking about the possibility that broadcast television is all going to be like 911 and 911 Lone Star in the future is such a depressing thought. It's such an upsetting thought. It really is. I, oh, I'm sorry, but, but there are way better examples that you can use for the future of broadcast television. I can think of like five off the top of my head right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, wait, that's not broadcast. That's that's streaming oh well but even like Grey's Anatomy yeah Grey's Anatomy is terrible but like it's not as bad as 911 no exactly (laughs) it just some of the stuff that happens is still feasible and like I'm not I, I know like not everybody is into like superhero shows but like Superman and Lois and The Flash are way better television than 911 um yeah Nancy Drew just got renewed for a fourth season and it deserves it. All American just got renewed for a fifth season and it deserves it. Those are the future of broadcast television, not, not 911 and 911 Lodestar. I know we are a podcast about these shows, but we can honestly tell you guys, no, (laughs) no, no, (laughs) no. And don't worry if, if the show does get canceled this year, we'll just find another show to talk about. Oh yeah, we'll just change up. We'll just change it up. We'll just change the name yeah. of this podcast to something else, and we'll just keep talking. I, <laughs> so this isn't really queer baiting, but I do want to discuss it just because um, I. It's like a a hot white rage that's been sitting in my okay. gut for about twenty four hours now. If that, all right. You watch the show Pivoting. I do not. I've heard it's okay. good, but I have not seen it yet. <laughs> so it's pretty good I enjoy it it's it's about three women who um their best friend dies and they have to really just like learn Mm -hmm. how to cope with it and how to lean on each other and change their lives around how to quote-unquote pivot their lives you're right (laughs) so it it stars one of the stars one of the three women is Maggie Q um, okay. And she plays Sarah, um, somebody who, and I can't, I cannot remember off the top of my head if um, she has used the word lesbian, but I'm pretty sure that even if she hasn't, Sarah, the character herself, that like the show has said that she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. In the season finale of the show, they have Sarah get very drunk and they have her dead friend's husband. So Colleen's husband um, get, they both get very drunk and they are wearing Colleen's old wigs and they sleep together. And I was like, she's a lesbian. Like you may, and you know what? If we had established at the beginning that she's bi, 
I would fuck with it. I mean, I wouldn't because don't fuck your best friend's, your dead best friend's husband, but whatever. That, that, that's but, fair. Like, no, yeah. you know, hands like, off, hands off. The fact that it was like so like pretty much concrete that she was a lesbian and then they have this, it's like, I just can't believe that somebody, I can't believe that it got through to like actually making it a storyline on the show. Like nobody in the writer's room stopped them and said, maybe we shouldn't do this. Nobody in like editing, nobody in uh, at the network was like, Hey, maybe not. Like I just, it's, and it's NBC too. Uh, No, it's not. Yeah. I think, I think pivoting is NBC. Like it's usually really good about that. I know. That's why I was so shocked. If it is NBC, that's sad. (laughs) I'm pretty, let me see. It's either NBC or Fox, but I'm pretty sure it's NBC. Um, let's see. I lied. It's Fox. That makes much more sense. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) It's Fox. The whole issue at stake is that it's a Fox show. (laughs) I just, it was like, Watching it happen, I was like, mm. well, it depends. What night is it on? What night is it on? Tuesday? Oh, never mind. I was going to be like, it would be easy to tell on NBC if it if it was on NBC or not, if it was a Wednesday or a Thursday, because those are Dick Wolf days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only bad no. thing about NBC is that they've been overrun by Dick Wolf. Um, <laughs> I'm CBS. Is he on CBS too? If they have all the FBI's. Oh, okay. I didn't realize those were Dick Wolf's. Yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> I just, Anyways. A, a lot of TV that's happened this week is bad. Let me recommend something great. Single Drunk Female is one of the best shows that I have seen in years. It is fantastic. I will always, always suggest suggest Succession because I have started to go back and rewatch it from the beginning. Because I so miss good. my, I miss my chaotic, chaotic family. And actually, I was having a discussion with somebody on Twitter this week about what season four is going to look like and like what we're what we're like expecting. Because if anybody who hasn't seen season three, just like tune out for a few minutes because like this will be like spoiler um but like we were talking about they were like you know I'm I'm not sure how this person's gonna take this betrayal how what's this gonna mean for Tom and Shiv's marriage and like all of that what it's gonna mean for Tom and Greg because you know Greg is very attuned to his family but also he's very attached to Tom and so it's like oh my god that's gonna be like tearing them potentially tearing them and I was like I'm sorry I'm very worried about Roman because here's the thing Kendall is used to his dad doing shit like this to him all the time he cuts him out all the time like it's all the time whatever but Roman is daddy's good little boy he never does anything that would ever upset their father he toes that very fine line he plays the game extremely well and he thought he had played the game extremely well this time he did not think that there was going to be a betrayal or something like that and he thought he was going to come out on top and it was going to negate the fact that they wouldn't have their father anymore but now he's at the bottom and he also doesn't have his father and it's like Roman is going to spiral and I'm ready for it but I also just want to be able to reach through the screen and give my boy the biggest hug because I'm like I love him so much Um. um but anyways, that's that on a show that is not 911. <laughs> Look, there are better shows than 911, guys. Make sure you watch them if you're watching 911 still too. Yeah, please 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 protect your brain and 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 yeah. watch good shows. Um go check out The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um I cannot cannot stress enough how great it is. Um, you finally watched the finale? I did. I told you, remember? I gave, you my, I gave you my emotive emotive reactions I like, do remember that I'm now. so happy for them and also like frustrated with them because again they're still this complicated mess because they're Linny and Maisel but I'm also devastated because I know how Lenny Bruce's story ends and it's just like no 
and we're getting closer to the time period where his story ends and it's just like yep. no <laughs> yeah but yes that show is fantastic I fucking love it um and if they were to ever have made Midge bisexual I would totally see her getting it on with her best friend <laughs> absolutely absolutely 100% <laughs> make her bisexual let's just explore that a little bit <laughs> let's explore that on screen a little bit um yes honestly it's she didn't funny. deny it yeah it's true it's they true. went to that gay bar that that's very true it's very true the non-denial is more of an acceptance than it is a denial yep I have always lived that truth because on Teen Wolf someone explicitly asked styles um you know uh, you know something about kissing girls and he was like oh, of course and she's like and boys and he just looks at her and then runs off and doesn't answer so that's not a denial he's a bisexual king it's fine 100% 100% 100% <laughs> oh and God. the funny thing is that the scene that he's in i i want to say the girl that played this character was Robin Williams's daughter. I know she was in that part of the season as a like very, very minor character. And I want to say she was the one that had that conversation with him. So it was like really funny. Just, like, How fun. Zelda Williams. Anyways, um, the other thing we haven't talked about yet with 911 is I kind of do want to touch a little bit on Christopher because I do love him and if Christopher's mm-hmm. in an episode I have to talk about him um so I will say that like I appreciate that Christopher was that person to kind of wake Eddie up a little bit from that spiral of doom that he put himself into that he felt like he couldn't get out of um I do yeah. appreciate that for him um and I love that he was like I can be brave too and I was just like my heart my heart also that boy grew yeah. up like where the fuck did Christopher go like he's grown up <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was but, crazy but yeah anyways um did we miss anything with the- I don't think we did I think we kind of covered it I think so um <laughs> what rating would you give this episode <sighs> You know what? I'm going to speak from my heart and say half a star. I was, listen, I gave three-fourths of a star to Bobby and three-fourths of a star to Christopher to equal one and a half stars. (laughs) But that was a half a star too much. Like, it at most deserved one star. (laughs) Yep. So, technically, I rated it one and a half, but I've rethought that, and it's gone down a half a star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also will say I did appreciate the Athena and Bobby conversation because I always love Athena and Bobby. Like they're the Grace and Judd equivalent. Yeah. Um, and that conversation they had was very important and I really did like it. And I think it really helped Bobby make the decision that he made in the next scene with Eddie. <clears throat> and yeah. so I appreciate Athena for that because Athena is a badass and we haven't even, we didn't even talk about the fact that that truck was a bomb and like it was just a hot mess <laughs> no because they disgraced speed they did they did they did um oh, my favorite movies anyways so yeah um i guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with next week to see if um they redeem themselves in any way which i don't know how they could um, I'm not sure how they can walk away from what they've done. So, no. um, oh, also, also, I am not a Taylor fan, but I feel so awful for her right now because oh, she yeah. deserved the shitstorm that is about to come her way, especially Absolutely when she not. thinks she's moving in with her boyfriend. Like, so she thinks sad. that she thinks that relationship is fine and it's moving forward and going to be great. And she's going to find out about Lucy and it's going to devastate her. And like, I like her as a character. I like her as a character. She should have stayed friends with Buck. That would have been perfectly fine. And I wouldn't have to be so awful about her because like her right. and Buck together is the problem. It's not her. It's exactly. them together. So I just, 
I feel so bad for Taylor because she doesn't deserve it. She deserves to have goodness in her life. Yeah. Get yourself a different man, Taylor. Go, go, go talk to Ravi. Ravi will treat you right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, oh, but next week we get to hear more about what happens, what's been happening with Maddie and Chim, which I'm excited about. So let's hope they don't mess that up, but eh, it's 911. Yeah, I don't have, my hopes aren't high. My hopes are like six inches off the ground. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's how high they are. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, so we'll see what happens next week, guys. Yay. Bye. Bye.